Folks at home, welcome back to Ike Live from 2017 Bassmaster Classic down here at Houston. Uh, we just uh, said goodbye to Keith Poche, and I have with me now uh, one of the legends of the sport. Uh, been doing this forever uh, since the beginning. Uh, many of you know him, I'm sure. I have the great Zell Roland. Zell, man, it's, thanks for coming and being with us today. Man, I, I appreciate you having me today. Well, it's great to have you, and I know you've been uh, you've been fishing, man. What you, I remember Ray Scott talking about you way back in the day that you, like you've never had a job, you came fishing right out of the gate. Well, when did you get started in this sport? I, you know, I fished my first BASS tournament back in uh, 1970. 1970. Uh, when I was 13 years old. 13 years yeah, they, old. They didn't have age limits on it back then. Wow. <laughs> that's was that, I guess that was the invitational format when yeah, you fished back then? It was an invitational format. And, and uh, you know, back in those days, your your entry fee was like $125. <laughs> and, uh, the it's way a little we, different than that now. A little different than that now. And then uh, the way we would blast off every morning... He would uh, he would shoot a flare in the sky and everybody take off at the same time. <laughs> that's a little bit hazardous. I guess that's why they had to change that. The oh yeah, sh- they, the shotgun starts. Every everything has progressed in the last 38 to 40 years that I've been in and around the sport. Everything has changed and, and it seems like a lot of things change for the better. Some may not, but it the sport continues to progress and progress and. It, it's like we see it today. It's with the high school and college stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's just incredible how much has taken off. And and where we're sitting right now. Oh, I mean, this absolutely. is a lot different from what the first Bassmaster <laughs> Classic looked like. I'm no. sure. No, they, I mean, yeah. Back, back in those days, we all fished out of the same boats. They had 40 boats sitting in the water for us, and uh, we would just show up and and uh, with our tackle boxes and our rods. Right, right. And do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was really exciting back then, and uh, it's so big now with the, the the live coverage, and the sport has just grown to immense. Proportions. Well, it, it's you know o- over the years that that things have progressed and gotten bigger, uh, even with bass and and all the tournaments that we we attend and go to. Uh, it's amazing that how the high school kids have now gotten involved, and I mean when they have tournaments here in at, at uh, Sam Rayburn uh, up in East Texas, they don't have. Uh, 50 or 100 kids they'll have 800 kids Good. and 400 teams wow so the future of the sport is really going to be looking bright and it looks brighter every day from that aspect of where we're going to go i can't imagine fishing a tournament with 500 boats in it <laughs> you must have to throw at the same stump you like know, for eight hours you know it it, it really surprised you how well a lot of these young kids uh have motivated themselves and and they they actually do homework on fishing on how to flip or how to throw a crankbait and uh it's it's really pretty unique to see these young kids fish today and how good they really are right (laughs) well they're growing fast and we're seeing it now too you talk about that back when you started fishing and and when i started fishing the young guys weren't the guys winning the tournaments. No, it was it was definitely the older guys. And, uh, you know, when I was 
when I was growing up, my first got into fishing, the heroes of the sport then were Bill Dance and and Roland Martin. Those were the those were the Kevin Van Dams of that day. Right. And uh, you know, the one thing at least I can say is I've been able to live through the generations and see see and the done guys. well through the generations. And, uh, you know, nowadays we got we got guys like Edwin Evers, you got guys like Ish Monroe, you got uh, guys like Mike Iconelli that that have really progressed in in how, when, and where to go catch a fish. It's amazing, and guys like Jacob Wheeler, oh, real young guys that are tough. winning at the top level. Uh, I, I I figure it's the technology, it's the computer age that are allowing these kids. To well, advance so fast. You know, a lot of these guys, like Jacob, he he does his homework, and he he pays the price to do the homework. And um, I mean, we were all down in Florida several weeks ago, and and uh, he actually left uh, Central Florida and drove straight through back to Sam Rayburn, Texas, so he could practice for two days wow. uh, because he knows Bass has got an event coming up there. So these guys are really paying the price and doing their homework, and it's making them very successful at what they do. Well, and we're, we're definitely seeing that. I think that's the new thing in the sport, you know. And uh, But one, back in the day, what I remember about you, I wanted to talk about this because I, I guide on the Chesapeake now. Right. And you fish. I remember this Bassmaster footage <laughs> of you throwing a pop R on riprap up in the Susquehanna River. Yeah. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. Was that was that at the Classic? <laughs> that, that was at the Classic. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I led that thing for two days off that little, you know, when was it that we were there? Just several years ago? <laughs> several what was years. It? it was 30 years ago, right? Well, no, our last tournament. Oh, last tournament, yeah. We, we did have one a That's few right. years back. That's right. That, that open was that, there. that same little stretch of riprap is there, except now they have, like, eight-story condos built on them. That's right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I found that little stretch of riprap, and, and we were running – probably right at an hour to get there and uh it was incredible i mean it it was incredible and then on the last day of the event i made that long run and when i got there there was somebody scuba dive get out of here <laughs> and uh i was i was i was lost <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I've never seen a scuba diver up there in no, the river. Imagine man. having that happen. Uh, and Ken Cook wound up winning that yeah, derby. He he was somewhere up there, not too far from where I was, but I, I waited and waited and waited for that boat to leave because it wasn't but about a 30-yard stretch. Right. And they left about noon or about 1.30, and I think we they left about 12. We had to be back. Uh, I had to leave there at 1.30 to get back. So I fished from 12 to 1, and I caught a 5-pounder. Now the question is, do you stay or do you run back and try to catch 4 or 5 in 45 minutes? Right. <laughs> and uh, I, knew, I had a place close, and Jimmy Houston was on it. And I made the run back, and Jimmy was sitting on there. He was laughing when he was reeling one in when I was pulling up there. And um, he, uh, 
he saw me pull up there and he asked me how many I had and I think at that point I think I had two but I had a five pounder I said uh, I said man I, I really need to catch like four more real bad or five and he said he said just fish wherever you want and he watched me catch four in 30 minutes and I needed one more and and he said see that pocket up there about 50 yards I said yeah he said I lost a four pounder in there this morning and I didn't have enough time to trolling motor down to that pocket and then make it to the check-in boat so I did what we all do I made one of them cast about 70 yards long and when I hooked a fish the first thing Jimmy said was don't let him come off oh no and uh, I fought that fish all the way to the boat and he got within about six or eight feet of me he, he jumped and the bait just floated up. Oh, man. And uh, Jimmy goes, you know what? I've got to see how the classic can be lost. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's... it's Was that, uh, would that have put you in the winner's circle? I'd have won it right fish? there. Oh, my you, re- you remember years and years ago, who was it? Jim Bitters. Right. Caught a, All he needed was a 12-incher. And he caught it. And he caught it. And he... He stuck it in on the deck with his measuring board, and as he was measuring it, it slipped out of his hands yep. and went back into the water. Now, you're probably like me as well. You don't ever measure a fish on the front deck. It's always in the bottom of the floor. And that's I, how I learned that. That's it. <laughs> that's how I learned that lesson. Uh, if, if you, for you that may not know, Jim Bitter... He was fishing, and this is the way I heard that story. He, f- he was fishing with Tim Tucker. That's right. Uh, the great Bassmaster writer uh, who's no longer with us. Right. But uh, Jim caught that fish, and he was going into his live well with it. And Tim s- said, I don't know if that's a keeper or not. <laughs> so then Jim turned around and measured uh. that fish in a poor spot right in front of the console on his boat and it slipped out slipped out of his hands hits the console goes back in the water and he lost by an ounce by an ounce and he weighed he didn't weigh in a limit of fish that i might have had to kill myself that night (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, i'm I'm sure i'm sure he felt that way and i'm sure tim was wished he didn't oh yeah absolutely i learned that i never measure a fish on it's in the belly of the boat oh you you see the guys Nowadays, they're, they're all, it's how fast can we get to fish in the well? Mm-hmm. And uh, But all these guys are, you know, anymore, when, and you know this as well as I do, when we're fishing tournaments, especially against some of these guys, we go to a lake. When you catch 15 pounds, you can just look at yourself and go, that's not enough. Right. <laughs> uh, so, it, I mean, it... it you really got to perform every day that you're on the water just to play the game with these guys because there there's a lot of guys that can catch them. and you can't make a mistake by very easily letting the, <laughs> letting the fish go but I, where i see guys making a mistake i see this all the time and it makes me nuts there's two there's two things i see and i blame kevin for one of them everybody grabbing their line Oh, yeah. When they're landing these fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, we saw it. Who was it just the other day uh, at one of the big derbies? Grabbed uh, Timmy Horton. Yeah. Grabbed his line and I, lost that nine-pounder at Okeechobee. That'll make you cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, That's... I had, uh, it was like last week. Now, you think how many years I've been doing this, and um, 
you know, uh, I'm overfishing some of the FLW stuff now. And we can even use a net over there. Right. Where in bass, we're not allowed to use a net. You have to lift the fish when you get him up there. Well, I hook a seven-pounder, and I'm he's not fighting very hard. He's sort of swimming to the boat, and I see him. I get a good eye. I say, oh, it's a good one. So when I get him up to the boat, I go, I'll just boat flip this one. He, when he jumps, I'll swing, and he'll go into the bottom of the boat. Well, when I went to swing... He wasn't ready to jump. <laughs> and uh, when that line broke, the, my, my, my co-angler I had in the boat had the net in his hand, and he said, man, I had the net. And I said, oh, man, I'm not blaming you. I said, you, you see dummy wrote somewhere up here? <laughs> uh, and he says, I can't believe you'd do that. And I said, well, it ain't the first time. <laughs> yeah, swinging a seven-pounder is ill-advised for most <laughs> Don't uh, do that. amateur anglers. Uh, we tend to go down and net those fish. But right. I see that. I also see guys with their live wells open like crazy. Oh, they'll jump out, too. I've had it happen to me. I know it's going to happen. I'm, that's going to be the greatest Bassmaster footage ever when one of those fish just gets out of there and flies out. I've seen it happen all the time. i, I tell you what. When I was growing up, I... I, I I've got to live a life most guys won't ever get to live. I mean, I've, I've got to to be around and fish against some of the greatest fishermen ever. And Rick Klein one time, we were weighing in in a tournament, and he opened his live well, and the fish jumped out and went in the water, and Rick went in the water sort of right behind him. And I said, well, I wonder what happened. I thought he had just slipped off the side of the boat. And Rick comes out of the water and gets back on the deck, and he's not smiling. And I said, what was that? He goes, I'm second now. <laughs> I, said, I said, what'd that cost you? He said, winning the tournament. Oh, my so gosh. So he weighed in one fish shy of the limit, finished second. And the difference was probably about $60,000. Good night. Good <laughs> so, night. So now when he opens a live well, I remember that happening to him, so now I'm, like, surrounding it. So if one jumps, he's got to come over my shoulder to get to the water. That's what I do. I put tackle bags. I put partners. I put all these blocks up in, oh, case, yeah, in case they try to get out of there because I've seen it happen. I remember Mark Davis, who, uh, who spoke for us at Bass University, told a story about at Okeechobee, he was running back in with the tournament one. And uh, on the run back in, his, his live, live well flipped open. Oh, absolutely. And he looked back there, and there's his limit of fish bouncing around on the back <laughs> deck. And he was only able to corral just a couple of them and wound up not winning that tournament. That's right. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like what's going to take place this week. It, it's going to be very interesting to watch how these guys fish Conroe and, and – uh, how they're going to be able to perform, especially today being Saturday. And then tomorrow, even though I, I forgot how many guys get to fish tomorrow, if it's tw- is it 25 or 12? I, I, I thought it was 12 it tomorrow. May, maybe 12 tomorrow. And it'll be real interesting to see how the lake opens up then to those 12 guys because uh, the guy that wins this thing is going to have to move around a little bit. You have a lot of experience on Conroe. We were just talking about it earlier. A lot of people might not know this, but you guided here for 18 years. 18 years, and um, 
I still live uh, down there around the lake. And, I mean, the, my, in our subdivision, we have our own boat ramp. So it's about two blocks down the street, and I can, I can put nice. the boat in the water and go fishing. But uh, over the last probably, I'd say, six to ten years, Conroe has really produced a lot of big fish. And, uh, you know, I think Texas Parks and Wildlife's played a big part in in all the lakes that we have in the state, like Sam Rayburn, Toledo Bend, you see all them lakes taking off, and and Conroe's one of those type of lakes. Well, it's we're having, and we talked about this too. There's kind of a new lake effect going on in Texas right now because of the drought scenario right. that had taken place, and a lot of uh, brush, new growth, a lot of new things. And now that the now that the lakes are up to full pull, uh, there's a lot of new habitat. Right. A lot of new food for the the bait fish, and right. and the lakes are exploding all over Texas. Well, right now. so you know, they, they, I think they had a tournament uh, from what I w- I've heard of several uh, weeks ago. They had a Bass Champs. It's like a team tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had three stringers. It's a one day tournament. They had three stringers the first day over 30. And four, 48th place was 20 pounds. Good night. And uh, me and you, if we caught 25, <laughs> we'd be smiling and right. doing the high five, getting ready to get our check. Not cracking the top 10. <laughs> but uh, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have cracked the top 10. Good. But uh, you know, and Conroe's quite a bit like that. Conroe's uh, gets to where the fish on it. When you can catch them. And they're doing the right thing there. You can really catch them good. So I guess what's happening here at Conroe, and the reason why the guys you hear about them struggling a little bit, catching six or eight bites a day right now, is because the fish are in all different phases. Oh, absolutely. You know, I uh, I, I made a – that's why I'm wearing Ish's shirt. Why are you wearing Ish's shirt? I'll tell you why I'm wearing Ish's shirt. I told him he wasn't going to make the cut to fish here this year. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I'm going to make it. And you know what? I think he was the last guy in. <laughs> and uh, I sort of forgot I made the bet with him, but he didn't forget because he had my shirt printed just for me. So, uh, and uh, I think he wanted me to go down to take off and hold his face up, but I wasn't going to do that for him. But, uh, no, Ish and I are real good friends. But, uh, you know, the the – what you're what you're seeing happening at the lake right now is a lot of different things and and from where edwin caught them from what i heard he's almost looking at them and uh yesterday they gave me sort of an inside report that they had stuck a camera down in the water the cameraman did and he could see them swimming big ones and and when somebody told me that i said they're looking to get on the bank so and sure enough um, you know we we got a lot of things happening right now though we got like a like you told me a little while ago about a little bit about the shad spawn happening so and and where uh, if i'm not mistaken i think edwin's fishing in that area ike might be fishing in that area they're in the same cove and then prosnick i think is all in there and um you know he's sight fishing oh absolutely i mean And, and uh but what separates them guys is all three of them are different kind of fishermen. Okay, I, they all can catch them like the other guy, but each one of them has a little bit more stronger point. Like Ike, he can catch them on a floating worm, man. 
That's one of his favorite deals is to throw a, a wacky worm type bait on sure. on spinning rod. Edwin, he loves to look at them if he could see them. Mm-hmm. And then and then Prosnick, just like you said, you know, he's got his deal. He'll be sight fishing first thing in the morning. Absolutely. Till the end of the day. And, uh, but the key to winning this deal, and we're getting we're getting ready to see who's got the smarts. They're not going to be able to do it there because they're going to burn that up probably today or get real close. And it's going to be which one of them guys can pull the rabbit out of his pocket that has another area that they know about that's similar to that or they can go catch them some. And they're going to win that. They're going to win the classic. Well, and, and then you've got Brent Ayler. Yeah, which he caught him. He caught him. He caught a giant yesterday. He's doing something a little bit different from those guys. Yeah, but he's shallow, too. He is. <laughs> he's shallow, too. But he's a big-time player, and, and that's interesting because we haven't seen him play big-time on the elites right. yet. And he and he dominated on the FLW Tour. Right. won many tournaments, the championship. Right. And uh, over here in the elites, he's he's really wrestled to get into that winner circle. Well, you know what? It's like some, somebody asked me the other day. They go, is is fishing against those guys any different than bass? And I said, you know, not really, because a lot of them guys, they'll go over and fish the elites through the opens. So I'm competing against the same tough guys yep. <laughs> that are now moving over here. But, uh, you know, it's – I think a guy can – any guy can win it on any given day. And you you know how winning is. You've won stuff before. And and when, when you get into winning a tournament, you can't do nothing wrong on that day. Isn't that the truth? And you know that – before you've won the event right you know you're, you're in the mode you're catching the fish you know it's over before you go to weigh in mm-hmm. and uh it's going to be it's going to be you know i this this is honest to truth the, the last major event i won was i believe in gunnersville it was after i'd won the santee uh event i'll never forget this and it was a year apart in winning those two tournaments. And Jerry McGinnis walks up to me after we made the top 12 cut. And I'm sitting in there, and he looks at me, and he said, you're going to win, aren't you? And I looked at Jerry, and I sort of laughed. I said, why do you say that? And he says, well, I see it in your eyes. And I said, I said, well, you know, now that you've done said that, I feel pretty good. You might as well tell the rest of them to go home. <laughs> and uh, I said, because I'm going to, it'll be over in five flips tomorrow morning. And uh, he said, seriously. I said, oh, yeah. So this is a short story. Next morning, we're waiting to take off. Edwin Evers is leading the tournament. I'm right behind him. But I know Edwin's run out of fish, okay? <laughs> He's going to struggle a little today. Well, he idles over to me before a takeoff. He said, man, I need to ask you something. I said, what's that? He said, are you going to catch him? And I looked at him. I said, Edwin, you really don't mean to answer that for you, do you? <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah. And uh, I said, uh, I'll have him in my first five flips I make today. And he said, seriously? I said, ask that camera boy right there. Cameraman said, oh, yeah. He said, look at his rods on the deck. 
Every one of my rods had a black and blue jig tied on it. And the first four flips I made that last day, I had four that weighed 20 laying in the bottom of my boat flopping around. Oh, man. <laughs> and it liked to kill the old Edwin. <laughs> well, I, I think it did. But, but, I mean, you know you know how your days go. Winning is winning. and, and Winning is special. I, like you said, I, I it's a freight train. It's out of control. You can't stop it. Right. Like, you can't mess it up. No. When when you're going down that winner's That's it. path. You're... And, you I mean, know. You know. It's, it's going to uh, happen. You think as a competitor, oh, I missed the fish that would have won it, or I made a mistake. But the tournaments that I've won, I've made lots of mistakes. And you knew you were going to win. It's just it, you can't stop it. You know, that would be the greatest question to ask one of these guys today when they come in. Mm-hmm. Are you going to win tomorrow? And then see which one of them has that positive attitude. attitude. Who's going to win this tournament? Man, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going I'm to pick three guys because I know how they fish. One of them's not even in the top ten, but I'm going to pick Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane. Because he can flip. He can flip. I'm going to pick um, Edwin and Ike. One of them, one of them three. I think we'll do the job. Well, they're they're strong picks and uh, and they're both they're all in pretty good shape right now. That's right. That's we'll, why I picked them. <laughs> well, what we what we'd like to do, and I don't know if you have any of these. I want to get a shaved Zell Roland signed pop R to hang in the Ike Live studio. Oh, we I can I'll, I'll do that, and uh, you know we just we just came out. I just came out with a new popper. It's called the Prank. Okay. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh man, you! I worked on this bait for for probably about a year and a half, and what it is, it's it's a popper, but it has a it has a wake bait lip on it, and you can chug it like a popper, and you know how you just can't work it extremely fast. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a more of a slow moving. You can bloop it two or three times and mm-hmm. stop it. But when a fish rolls on it, all you gotta do is crank the reel handle, and it it'll it'll it doesn't have a tight wiggle, but it swims like a, a like, fish. Gotcha. And uh, they'll choke it before it ever gets four feet away from where you popped it. That <laughs> if you if you can be resistant to not set the hook. That's right. They they will get that, it. But that, it's uh, that's a new bait that Booyah's come out with. But excellent. I, I will definitely get you one of them hand sanders. Oh, man, we'll hang it right here in the <laughs> studio, and we'd love to have it. But uh, I really appreciate you being here with yeah. me, Zell. It was great Thank talking you. to you. And, Good to uh, see you. Man, I look forward to seeing you out on the tournament trail at, at some point in the I'll, near future. I'll, I'll see you out there. I want to come back. <laughs> uh, well, hey, hey, have you been invited? I mean, there you got to be one of the legend uh, invites. In, I haven't been invited back yet, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens if if they did the invite, I might have to choke up and say I'm coming. There you go. <laughs> Just the 85 grand we got to put together. That's, but, uh, it, that's right. Well, I, I wish you all the best on the FLW this year. Thank Thanks you. again. I'm Pete Kluzak here on Ike Live, live from the 2017 Bassmaster Classic. Be right back. Oh, we're not going to be. We're still back. <laughs> we're still back. We've got uh, we've got some guests. Mercer. Uh, that have showed up. I think I, I think I see Dave Mercer is going to come over and uh, and sit in Zell's seat. Thank you, buddy. 
thank, thank you for being with us. Um, we've got Dave Mercer. We got the Carpenter sitting over there. We got James Watson here with us. We got Ish doing a guest appearance. What do we got going on? There we go. That was a that was amazing conversation with one of the greatest anglers uh, in our sport. Has been doing it since uh, yeah, since the beginning. Fished his first tournament. Did you hear that, James? When he was 13 years old. I wonder. I wonder if he was a boater in that tournament. I, I believe he was. You want to know what I was doing when I was 13? What were you doing when you were 13? I don't. I don't think I knew about the sport of professional bass fishing when I was 13 years old. I did. I followed it. I followed it. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. I look. I mean, ruined my life forever. Forever ruined. Spend all your money. Yeah. Spend all your time. Uh, yeah. Didn't, didn't even you know miss my grandma's birthdays. All that crap. <laughs> all the important stuff gone because of bass fishing. Yeah. Actually, you got to miss it all, and you spend all that money. Yeah. And yeah. I see him. Why don't you just go around where all the normal people go around, you weirdo? <laughs> he, he's going to disassemble our studio, man. Since when did Watson, <laughs> let me sit on this right there. Since when did Watson get to decide who's normal? <laughs> what? You just knocked off my face plumb off the screen. I got it. Oh, that was your it. camera I stepped yeah, in front of? Nice camera. Does it come in men's? Look at the size of that thing. Yeah. Just the same place How where you, you got buddy? your shirt. I'm good. It's a classic. I mean, uh, it honestly, this is this is Christmas for me and for all of us. And right. it's funny. Um, me and Kevin talked on day one, and that's one of the special things about this sport. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Kevin who's been to 26 of these, competing in 26 of them, and he's wired on that first morning. And, yeah, and yeah. Like the night before day one, I slept two hours. <laughs> um, and it wasn't because I was partying, trust me. Because <laughs> um, you can't at the Classic. I used to yep, when yep. I worked the Expo, but since I started working for Bass, um, they don't let you party. Curfew. Well, I mean, you party and you lose your voice, and yeah, yeah, then yeah. you lose your job, and then you lose your wife, your house, and all sorts <laughs> of stuff goes bad. Sounds like a country song, Mercer. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But Sunday night, <laughs> it's a whole different deal. We need to at your best well and you always seem to be that's amazing how do you bring it man every single time how do you not bring it honestly well, when you get when i feed uh, i'll be honest i mean I, i'm addicted to that that feeling that crowd and when you put that on top of the classic you know mm-hmm. with everything i mean I never forget that this was a childhood dream of mine. I remember, you know, I remember the very first classic I attended. I remember the very first. I'm a weirdo. I can't tell you. I cannot literally. This is true. And my wife could confirm this. I cannot tell you my wife's birthday right now without pulling my phone out of my pocket. But I can tell you that Timmy Hortons won five Bassmaster events. and. Four, three of them about over 12 pounds. And when Robert Hamilton Jr. won the classic, his exact speech was, other than my unbelievable faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the birth of my two children, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> it's so weird how you remember that stuff, but yeah. that's how much this means to me. And to well, all of us, really. Well, it does. And this is going to break records here down in Houston. You know, this has got to be one of the greatest classics that we've ever had. It, it's it's coming together. I mean, you, the crowds have been great. Um, even yesterday, you know, you go into that Minute Maid Park, and I'll be honest, when they first said we were doing it there, I'm like, what? I thought about Soldier Field, which is probably the worst classic ever. Most guys will agree as far as attendance and that sort of thing. 
But what a venue. I mean, a giant, giant venue, but really intimate as far as noise and that sort of thing. You can get that crowd to cheer. And we filled that whole bottom bowl of that section there on day one. So I'm excited to see what it'll be like today. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in the first pitch that I, I saw. Weak. Weak. That was, that was outside. <laughs> outside by a mile. I mean, uh, and poor Davey Hyde is, is, is rattled over it. I saw him after weigh-in yesterday, and that's all he can talk about. But the pressure today is on our pitcher because I don't know if I can say who it is. but Oh, we're having at, it again. Again. Every day we're having an opening pitch. Okay. It might be you. I hadn't been invited as far as I know. Well, that's how we roll. We get, I think we ought to get Jerry McInnes out there. Let he, him throw the first that pitch. would not be a good idea. He, he actually did throw the first pitch. Did he really? When they came here for a site visit at an actual Astros game, he threw the first pitch. So. Excellent. Well, and I'm, he I'm did much George, better than Davey Heights. <laughs> George W. Bush, I, that's what I heard. Is that what you heard? Yep. yep. Call him up and ask him to get over here quick I will. then. I will. I will. He'll do it. If I call him, he'll do it. I'm sure he would. Yeah. You have the power. Do you just welcome spell America, random crap Marcer. like that all day? Welcome. <laughs> say your job here welcome this week? Welcome again to America as I always greet you every time I see you. Yeah, and you are the... American. The greeter. Yes. America's greeter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you seeing out there, man? It, I mean, it, it's getting to be uh, it's getting to be a battle. Our, our boy, I, I hadn't seen him catch a fish since I sat down in this chair. Uh, Ike and Ellie, he's been uh, struggling out here this morning, but Edwin's catching him. A lot of guys are catching them. What are you seeing out there? Uh, you know, the weirdest thing is, honestly, the Classic is such a different beast for me because you're running around so much. I have less knowledge of what's going on in this event than I do in any event just simply because you, you just don't get a chance yep. to, you know, watch the footage. But, uh, you know, you got Ayler catching them. you got uh, Edwin catching them. But I... Ask Brian the Carpenter what I texted him at like 3 in the morning three weeks ago, and I will stand by this. I called it three weeks ago. I said Ike's winning the Classic. So I don't care what he's got now. i got to stick with my pick. I mean, but I've picked wrong before. Well, he certainly started off on fire. How do you think he would celebrate a second title? I mean, you guys have got a little uh, well, shindig he's, he's on, on Sunday night. we got a shindig on Sunday night, but I heard, and I heard, I heard him say this in the air, he's retiring. Really? Title number two? He's packing well, his bags? Well, then I don't want him to win. <laughs> I've changed my pick. Him. we got to have him in the sport. I mean, really, we do. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I think people underestimate how important characters like Ike and Kevin yeah. are to this sport. And yeah. uh, I don't ever want him to retire. I don't know if he was saying that just for fun. Uh, I don't know. But you got to, you know. Doing this for 20 years like he's been doing, battling it, you know, being in the in the spotlight like that, having his two little kids, you know, it's uh, you you can see the attraction to doing the Hank Parker thing, getting your second classic, and then uh, and then calling it a day. I can't though, you know, it's funny because I literally thought about that very thing during weigh-in yesterday. It was when Kevin weighed in, and and it's weird because you think I'd be focusing on my questions, but I have ADD, and you know I spend too much time focusing on the dude in the front row with the long nose hair, uh, and and I'm all over the place. But I really was thinking about it when Kevin was weighing in. I was watching him and I was listening to what he was saying, and I was thinking, this is the tournament that stops you from retiring. Because you look at a Kevin Van Dam, why doesn't he retire? It's this event. Like, if you talk to Ike, I guarantee you this is what will hold him sure. until the end because he they must get to the point where I can miss some elites. But that feeling when you come in that arena and the excitement on day number one all the way through, 
That can't be replaced. No, they're, they're, they're goers and doers, too, guys. It's kind of like old soldiers when they retire out. You know, they ain't got anything to do. These guys got to have something to do. And and they might say about talking about retirement, but trust me, you got you can only sit around so long or dabble around with this or that. They're doers. They're shakers and movers. Didn't you they're retire at, like, 23? I did, twice. <laughs> you know, I've got three retirements. And you, you just when are you retiring from this job? You probably want me to retire from talking right at this moment. <laughs> Go ahead and say it, Dave. Say Just, it. For those of you that don't know, I love that dude, okay? I love that dude. And, and and that's how I show love. I mean, it is. You're a tough love. But you, you are right. And, yeah. and that is one trait that every – first of all, I just noticed this is the first time I have ever drank water on iClive. I think this is the most water ever been yeah. consumed yeah. on iClive. Hydrated uh, with other – other things. Really? Life. Yeah. Yes. We have a bar right back in the corner there. I don't know why the carpenter's not not, not providing us with beverages. That's the next segment. <laughs> but what you said about them being doers is a very true yeah. statement. And it doesn't matter whether it's tournament fishing or TV. You take a guy like Al Linder. That dude is a doer. I mean, Al Linder never, with everything he's done, I mean, he's just so ate up and so obsessed with the sport. Absolutely. They, and you have to be, mm-hmm. to, you know, because... Everybody wants – who here wants to win the Bassmaster Classic? Everybody does, right? But most people don't want to do what you have to do to get there. Look at Ike's story. Prime example. When he won the Classic, he was about to quit the sport. And, and you know, it had it had destroyed his life in a lot of ways. Consumed everything. so much. Financially, everything. And you almost have to do that to make it in this sport. If you ask me, you know, you look at the young guys – now, I mean, they're on the water every single day, and it's such a huge commitment. You have to be a doer. You you got to be. But I don't think Mike's going to ever sit around, even if he does, even if he does decide to stop uh, on the elites, which we hope he doesn't. But uh, I mean, my goodness, he's got the TV shows, he's got the Ike Live, he's got the Ike Foundation. We run the Bass University. I think if he ever decides to do, so, he's going to have five other uh, endeavors for sure that for he's sure. going to participate in. Because there's no stopping that guy. He's like, he's he shot out of a cannon from the word go, man. And all those things are competitive things to him too. He's got to have something to competitively to partake in. And Bass Universe, it's all competition to Mike. That's right. He likes the game. Mode. That's right. That's right. He still penalizes Bassmaster Live for pirating the Ike Live platform. Yes. How, how did we pirate it? How did we pirate it? Because because we, we called it live. Let's clear this up, okay? Let, let's 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 air it out. Let's get let's air our grievances. It's it's like Festivus for the rest of us. The airing of the grievances right now. Uh, I, I don't know who pirated what, but I think it's pretty cool that we work in a time that there is. That demand for our sport, that mm-hmm. Ike Live, you know, years ago, to put a show on a Sunday night, whether it was on TV or most people wouldn't tune in just to see guys. Nobody fishes on this show ever. They just right. talk about it right, and right. other crap. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> ever does it. You know, yeah. so to think, honestly, 10 years ago, I don't think you would have got the audience. And, and it's because of people like Ike yeah. that, that we are all experiencing this. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. And it's really cool that this exists now. I mean, uh, you know, we have Zone Alive, uh, a new show. You will show. never have Mercer Live. No. Trust me, ever. I heard that was in the pipeline. Because I'll did, call I it heard. something different, okay, <laughs> if I did it. No, no. I you heard honestly would, would, would I, I think what Zona did was super cool. Um, I just, I, I don't. 
I, it's not something I want to do right away. I mean, it, it, I think it may be the future in some ways, but uh, I, I'm, I make too many mistakes to be live. Well, it is a very uh, complex name that he came up with for his television show. Mm-hmm. You think like, he copied you too? <laughs> we're penalizing everybody. Yeah. Okay, you know? so you this, invented this live, right? Well, we did. We did. Yes, yes, we did. right here. Except for Bass Talk Live, which we pirated then. Oh, wow. But, um, <laughs> and there was a couple of lives before them in other sports. Yeah, there, there was a few. But it's really cool to see it. And Who would have thought we would have got so much entertainment out of watching guys not catch fish? Facebook ripped you guys off, too, because they have Facebook, bitch, live, Facebook Live, Instagram Live. This is a – it's a – Conspiracy, conspiracy, really. Conspiracy. <laughs> Ike needs to retire, become a lawyer, and sue the world. There yes. you go. But no, on Bassmaster Live, we enjoy watching people not catch fish. We enjoy the pressure cooker. Uh-huh. Who would have thought? I mean, I, if, if you would have given me that concept and said, we're going to film it, we're going to watch these guys for hours not catch them, and that's going to be the biggest hit in the history of the world, I'd have, I'd have said no way. There's That's not going to be popular. I agree. I agree. When, when Bassmaster Live came out, I totally underestimated how much more exciting it was for two reasons. Because you actually know it's really live. It's happening right now. But you look at Aaron's win um, on Chesapeake a few years ago. If you watch that television show, it's entertaining. But you're seeing a guy catch some giant fish. What made that so entertaining that day, in my opinion, was watching the build all day long. You know what I mean? He was failing. Right. You know, and everybody started to – you were covering that event yeah. with us. The and I remember cooking. we all started to say, is it another Aaron meltdown? Because mm-hmm. at that point, he had had a few of them. He had a history of some of those. And to see him overcome that, you know, all day it was about Aaron losing the lead. Yeah. And then that big bit bite turned it around. And it's just – I guess it's kind of yeah. like Rocky. I mean, I, I, yeah. I've used that line before, but – the movie Rocky would have sucked if he went out and just knocked him out in the first round. <laughs> you have to see the trials and tribulations and of getting there. And you see it. And you, you feel the emotion. You watch these guys melting down and, and the pressure that they're under when the, when the primary patterns fail. And they start struggling and being able to figure that out like Aaron did. He's like, I, you could see him sweating, waiting for the tide. It's going to happen. And it, he didn't know if it was going to happen. He's hoping it's going to happen. No, you're saying that to make yourself feel positive self-talk, yeah. trying to trying to you know will yourself into that win. So it's been amazing, and you, you're the coverage that the team does, and, and the addition of, of Davey and and you, and of course you know I've been the greatest on water commentator that that Bass has seen. But um, clearly the prettiest one. <laughs> clearly, pretty. pretty sexy why you're working one. at Ike Live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cabbage onto that. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Nah, I'm I mean, I'm, I'm like a. You corner me, and I have to start swinging back. Hey, that's uh, what, but, that's, but no, that's, you, you, hundred percent did an incredible job, and, and we all agreed, you know. And you, you very much like Davey, bring a lot of that experience to the. You understand what the guys have gone through. You've been in that position. Absolutely, and, and that that's what's great. It makes it awful fun to watch. But you, you bring it like nobody I've ever seen. You, how do you do it? Is it like five-hour energy? Is it, do you have no. like, do you do stretch, voice exercises, no. stretching? No, I Yoga. should. That'd be making me more professional <laughs> if I did. What is, what is Dave Mercer's preparation for, for going out there to, to announce the winner of the Bassmaster Classic? Honestly, I, I don't, I, I guess 
I don't do a lot. I'm obsessed with the sport. You know, my, my preparation, I do some research coming into the events and that sort of thing. And really the only thing I do before the weigh-in is I like to I like to take a crap, really, just to make sure. Because it's an uncomfortable place to be. I mean, there's a lot of places. No, I mean, Gerald Swindle will there. tell you stories about, oh, you know, having to go to the bathroom yeah. while fishing. Yeah. There's one worse place to be yeah. than on the water. Yeah. And that is in the middle of Minute Maid Park on that stage. So I'll do that. And, uh, and, and I'll listen to some music. That's what I do. Did you almost throw up or had, somebody had to stand in for you? Uh, no, 100%. Two years yes. ago. Yeah. And Cruz is part of this story. Yeah. Funny enough. Drag, um, he drug it out, didn't he? Uh, no, he. here's the deal. Two years ago at the Classic, three anglers in. I had some bad chicken or something. <laughs> and I didn't oh. know that until we were three anglers in. Live. But my body reminded me in a big way oh, and man. and you're up there and, and i'm like you know anybody's had food poisoning knows it, what you're feeling and and i'm up there and trip starts looking at me he's like turning green are you all right because in between each angle i just like kind of lean down on the desk and drink water and whatever and and the weird thing up there is is they mess with me in my ear you know i wear ifb you know i've got it on now for bassmaster live but they can talk to me and they never give you anything helpful you know you'd think they'd give you stuff literally they Talking play points. stuff like when aaron weighs in sometimes talks long they'll play academy award music in my ear um and do stuff like that but the funnest one of the coolest parts is communicating with them without talking you know, without you know, there's ways to do it, and um, and Mike get in my this ear must have been at one a difficult point. Message to communicate. It, it, it was a little difficult, <laughs> but Mike Mike noticed that you know it was clear. My my wife even said when when I got off stage, she said, "Are you okay? Because you didn't look well. Like I, I was sick, obviously." And uh, so Mike gets message that I'm ill, and Mark Zona starts crapping his pants, not literally, but being scared because. They say, Zona, maybe you and Tommy are going to – because Zona said, I'm not right. doing it alone. Zona's scared of people, just so you know. I mean, he will talk, and he'll he'll confirm this. Zona will gladly talk in front of a million people on TV if he has to. You know, he loves it. But in front of people, not so much. He gets nervous, believe it or not. No, totally. So he was he was crapping his pants. Um, and uh, and I was job. almost literally – Doing the same thing he was doing. So they I don't get know away. anybody that is will, ready, willing to step in and take that spot. Oh, I bet that, you there's a few. <laughs> I beg to differ, the my carpenter? friend. He's jumped right in. Oh, I'd do it for a dollar. A dollar? A dollar. They don't pay that much. <laughs> no, they're very good. I like them. Don't fire me. Um, no, but finish the story. So Mike gets word that, that I'm sick, and he says to me, do you need a break? And I said, yes. So he says, okay, here's the deal. Now we're 15 anglers in, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, you know, Delusional. doing the poopy dance. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> I'm going to crap my pants. Um, and uh, so he says, okay, we're going to give you a break. We're going to do a dance contest or something. And uh, they said to me, you got five anglers left to go. And I'm like, okay. So you know what it's like. Even, if you, you know, when you're the closer you get to that, you know, opportunity to get out of there. It's even, it's, it, you know, you need it to happen now. Right. So I, 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 you know, continue to do this way in. And Mike's like, okay, four anglers, three anglers, two anglers, one angler left to go. And it's John Cruz. So I weigh in John Cruz and I'm thinking, eh, just uh, tell me about the fuel economy on your outboard and all that stuff. And, uh, and then let me get out of here because I got to run to the bathroom. And, uh, I, uh, 
the worst thing ever Cruz did, and it may still be on his Facebook. He, we're done. I'm like, okay, let's hear it for John Cruz. And I'm about to drop the mic, and Cruz goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, we got to no. do something before I leave oh, the no. stage. And I'm like, I got to do something before I do it on the stage. And he has no idea, obviously. He says, we got to take a selfie in front of this crowd. So we went to the end of the, the walkway, did this selfie, and my face was kind of like, and, and he put it on his Facebook. And after that, I sprinted in the back and called some um <laughs> and, and, but it was crazy I was, I was i was fine right after that so yeah sometimes you get in a bad situation <laughs> so that's why you take care of that beforehand now yes yeah yeah i guess <laughs> i don't know how that started i don't know i i come over here and i just become a lot less professional yeah. it happens sometimes it does when it you're does. on the live crew speaking of unprofessional i have to go to bassmaster live now or I'll be applying for a job at Ike Live. Hey, well, we'd love to have you. We Got pay a dollar. less, Got actually, a dollar. than Bassmaster Live, believe it or not. But it's the gift that keeps on giving because, <laughs> truly, you guys do a very unique. And what I will say is, regardless of who, who invented the word live, what you guys did invent is a genre of show that we never had before. Honestly, it, it, this never happened in fishing, and it never happened because – People, it, the passion wasn't there, but you guys have helped build that passion and built an audience, and it's, and it's really cool to see. Uh, it's one of, I, as you know, I watch every episode, even the ones where you guys make fun of me. <laughs> Which you. is but, every episode. Yeah, yeah, that's Somewhere fine. along the line. That's fine. And, hey, you know, Ben's you said that, and Ike obviously is the brand, and he, he, he is the big, powerful person that brings the people in. But I, I think the person, and I want to give a big shout-out to him, the person behind it is BTC. Brian the Carpenter, uh-huh. you know, had the foresight to put this together. He's tirelessly putting work into the show, the programming, and getting this all together. And that guy. And, um, and Mark Jeffries. Mark Jeffries. Mark Jeffries, yes. who is Mark? really is, uh, is the I guy think that helped bring this to the air. He, he did, he, he's done incredible stuff. And, you know, as Zona talked in his last uh, – in Zona Live – Jeffries, you know, Panger, those guys were some of the guys that did they did really some of the first live stuff ever, you know. So uh, what's happening now with all this live stuff is just technology is, is meeting up with our sport, and it really is fantasy land stuff. Because, honestly, a couple of years ago, three years ago, if I'd have said, do you want, you know, we all used to talk about it. Imagine the day when you can watch live competition. Well, it's here, and obviously, as we see from fishing fans, they yeah. love it. They love it. They love it. And Bass Talk Live with Mark Jeffries was was big part of that and bringing this. And you know who else we want to give a shout out to is the Stormtrooper, uh, Dave Brosnick, who can't be here with us. Big part. He's of the never show. around when I'm around. He's like the Pokeroo. There was a character when I was a Pokeroo. kid. <laughs> Did you have the polka dot door in America? You poor Americans. We had this low-budget children's show, and it was the Pokeroo. It was so low-budget that the Pokeroo was a character, but he was also the dude on the show. They were never in the room at the same time. And I don't know. He's now, Dave's never around when I'm around. Whenever I've been in the studio, I ain't never around. Somewhere. Ducking me. Well, we'll make, we'll make sure we uh, craft a few good questions. All right. Uh, for the Stormtrooper next time you're with okay. us. Okay. Yeah. i got to go now or I'm going to get fired because my phone's Great Dave Mercer. Me. Thanks for being with us. We're going to take a break. We'll be back later on with more Ike Live from the Classic 2017. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. 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 Thank you.